4: Welcome to
2: today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in our number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Go subscribe to the podcast. Go subscribe to us on, uh, on YouTube. If you use any social media platform, you type in Clay Travis, you type in Buck Sexton, and you, my friends can be well on your way uh, to uh, helping, hopefully, to spread the word on this show. Now, a bit of news out there. The Fed has raised interest rates another quarter of a point. That just happened. Stock market, relatively quiet. The more significant thing than the quarter point raise. Again, this is the most rapid rise in interest rates we have seen in two generations in forty years. Uh more significant than that, at least, is that the Fed said that they anticipate that they will not be raising rates anymore uh right now. So uh what that means, we will see how long that could last. But again, the stock market I would imagine would react more positively, at least to the idea that the Fed is not going to be raising rates. According to this statement, another quarter point raise, but they are not going to be raising it anymore. Okay, first couple of hours, we have covered a wide variety of topics. Hunter Biden decisions on charging, according to the Washington Post, looming closer and closer. That was a breaking news story, also a breaking news story. Uh The Nashville police say they will not be releasing the trans manifesto uh, because of an issue with litigation uh, we obviously have been talking a lot about that and frankly buck you and i are some of the only media outlets that are really hammering on this trans manifesto related story and the fact that it's not being released the last tucker carlson show which is a good segue here i was a guest on friday before tucker was fired on monday uh, I or removed from his show. He may not technically have been fired. Um I was uh, on, and Tucker wanted to talk about the fact that this manifesto had not been released. And so that was the topic of discussion we had. Over the last, I would say, nine days or so, there have been abundant leaks coming out of Tucker, behind-the-scenes stories, the one today in the New York Times, about text messages that Tucker may have sent. Uh, there also have been behind-the-scenes videos of Tucker that were released through Media Matters. All of these things going on that are, in many ways, I believe it's fair to say, designed to make Tucker look bad, I actually think most of the leaks have made Tucker look pretty good. Now, look, I am a Fox News employee. I sold my company, Outkick, as you guys know, two years ago to Fox in my experience, Fox has been very good to work with, but I also understand that in the grand scheme of things, you never, when you are not the boss, you don't ever get to make all the decisions. And sometimes bosses make decisions, and you look at them and you say, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't know all the reasons that this occurred. Like many of you, I enjoyed being a guest. I also enjoyed watching Tucker show. And, Buck, I've been fired several times. Uh, in media this may shock some of you some of you may be maybe out there like you need to be fired again Travis I hate you Uh but when I started outkick the reason why I started outkick was because I had just had the rug yanked out from underneath me I was working at fan house I loved my job and suddenly I didn't have a job anymore and I know there are a lot of you out there that have small businesses as well and that's what outkick was when I started it I just made the decision at that point in time, Buck. Hey, if I'm going to fail, I want to fail because I made every decision and I made wrong choices. It ended up being a great opportunity for me to start my own business. But unless you are the boss, you serve at the beck and call of your employer and your employer, no matter how good you may be, and I guarantee you there's a lot of you out there listening who have found yourself in this experience – you or someone else that you think is really skilled may suddenly
0: lose their job. Rush so, got fired seven times. Yeah. Seven times. So the greatest in the medium in history had seven different people who said, you know, you you can't work here anymore, right? Think so. about
2: that. Seven times. I've been fired several times myself, and so I wanted to control things. And, Buck, I I know you feel strongly about this, too, because you've been a guest a bunch of times on Tucker, and he's a friend of yours, and you know him well. As these leaks are continuing, I, I mean, it, it, it just Look,
0: here's here's a couple things, a couple of things. First of all, I've never been paid a dollar by Fox News, which is, I think, a shock when some people hear that because they've seen me going on for years. Fox News has literally never even they never even, uh, you know, sent me a reimbursement check for, like, taking a cab or something. Yeah. So I've never gotten a single solitary dollar from Fox. OK, Um never been an employee, never been a contributor. So here's the first order of business. Where is this stuff coming from? Yes. The Where leaks. are the leaks coming from? What is going on here? Because one thing in the media business is you have to trust. You know, we have on this show something that we're very fortunate. We inherited Rush's team. So we inherited the best in the business, not only in terms of their being really good at what they do, but also proving a loyalty and a trustworthiness to Rush and to his enterprise. You know, personally and professionally, for you know over twenty years. In the case of of everyone who's kind of uh, senior personnel on our show, right? So that that's that's an amazing thing. Because um, anyone in the media knows if you have people around you in your immediate sphere who want to, um, you know, cut what you say off camera out of context, who want to try to get some kind of oppo or compromising material on you based upon off air conversations. You know, it, it's uh, you're you're we're in a business where we're talking a lot, saying a lot of things that puts you in a precarious position pretty quickly. So first off, where is this stuff coming from? Megan Kelly has already come out, who was obviously a huge, uh, huge personality herself at Fox News for many years. And she has straight up said that this is coming from Fox. Um, there are other people who are suggesting that there's some sort of mole or even a a hack into the line or something else. But we do want to figure this one out because, you know, you shouldn't have a situation where Tucker has not has not attacked Fox. He has not attacked any Fox personnel. He has not done anything dirty at all in a professional relation to Fox. He is conducting himself like nothing but a gentleman up to this point in time. And I would defy anybody to find any evidence to the contrary. And I would want to hear what that could possibly be. Okay, so the one thing is where the leaks coming from. A lot of people have already decided they think this is coming from his former employer, but there are people who say, hold on, we don't know that, so we have to see. All right. Then there's the, what are we learning about the leaked information about Tucker Carlson? And for the people that know him from his work, and I think even people that know him from, you know, day-to-day life, they're like, yeah, this is Tucker. He's irreverent. He's funny. He's low-key. He's talented. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's off the cuff. And his whole thing is he's willing to say things on air and off air that he believes to be true, that he believes to be self-effacing, and that he believes may get people in trouble for saying who aren't in a position to say it, and he wants to change that. So I don't think there's been any, for for people who, who watch that show, I don't think there's been any brand damage to Tucker from any of this. Um, it's it's interesting. I think there's even more of a rally, rally around uh, Tucker effect from some of this stuff and it still leaves out there what is going to happen next but so that would be that's my top line on this uh you're seeing people who are trying to make a big deal of this and trying to suggest that oh my gosh and like this is why and whatever um i don't know anybody who watches tucker who actually because the people hate him right it's Clay. we see this all the time oh you know how many people have you heard I, i hated i hated rush Limbaugh. he's such a bad guy and you go Literally, did you ever one time in your entire life listen to the Rush Limbaugh show? No, but, you know, Al Franken and Jon Stewart and blah, blah, they said he's terrible. You know, you have so much of that in the media. Not a single person, um, not a single person, I think, who is a Tucker watcher feels like anything other than what happened to our guy? Why isn't he still on the air? And the Tucker that you're seeing is the Tucker that we've all expected and known for years on and off camera. I, th- I think that's the real perception of the people who pay attention to it.
2: I think you get blown up, Buck, when your public persona is different than your private behavior. And I don't think I, – look, I don't think anybody out there who does what we do thinks that it's fair when a off-air mic moment or an off uh, – something that is not intended for public consumption, that is clearly not intended for public consumption, for instance – I wouldn't, th- I would be upset if one of our conversations during commercial break, uh, suddenly gets leaked, right? Not because what we're saying during commercial break is really very much different than what we say on the air, but just because I would think who actually grabbed that and shared it. Like that is a, so it's a violation. Betrayal. Yeah, it's so, a betrayal. So,
0: someone here, unless you believe the, the, and I don't think, I look, I think very few people do believe that there's a, a hack or a mole, but there's a betrayal here. Yeah. of sharing information about somebody who there was a relationship with who, um, you know, had an expectation of some off-air privacy. Because, look, you could do this. Everyone listening to this knows this. Oh, you say, okay, well, you know, you're an on-air person. And Tucker was an on-air personality, so he has to expect all of us, my friends, can be on-air personalities in any job. You can be a greeter at Kmart. Or actually, Kmart doesn't exist anymore, does it? You could be a greeter (laughs) at Walmart. Thank you. I was like, that would be really tough. A greeter at Walmart, and one of your colleagues you know, in the break room pulls out a video of you and decides that they're going to share it online, and you're sharing your political thoughts or something. Now now you know how it feels, right? If you don't know, you're being recorded in that moment. It can happen to absolutely anybody. And I think that there's also a sense here, too, of how many people really believe that they don't say things... Who doesn't say things in private or think about things in private, whether talking to family or friends, but, you know, not on air? You know, when we talk about something here, we know it's going to millions of people. Yes. And there's a responsibility with that. This is why we're careful with language, you know, alleged this or don't have evidence or for that. so far or, we know, haven't said a banned word on the air. Right. The, you know, there are expectations for what we say over the microphone that we live by and we understand, but... You know, you're home with with your wife or with, you know, one of your family members or I'm, I'm home with, with my wife and we're having a conversation for someone to intrude on that. Now, you could say, oh, but it's going on in the workplace. All right, yeah, there's levels here. But, I mean, how many of you would even feel comfortable if you found out that your workplace was mic'd up 24-7? You know, everything you say all the time is going to go over to mic. Who doesn't grumble about their job a little bit? Who doesn't have moments where they think leadership is? I don't know anybody who doesn't think that at some point the people who are signing their checks are making a mistake or whatever. Now, it's insubordinate to go say that to their face, but to share it in what you think is a private moment with somebody and then get blown up over it, which this is another thing that's happened with Tucker, um, that I think feels like a a real violation.
2: Yeah, and what I would say, however, even with understanding all of that, is I also think if our private conversations were leaked in between breaks, for instance— most people would say, yeah, that's basically what I would think Clay and Buck's private conversation would sound like. It sounds
0: like what we say on air just with the occasional curse word, if you you really want to know. Yes. And so, if
2: that were to happen, I don't think it would actually matter that much. To your point, yes, the fact that it's out there is a betrayal. But what I see in so far the public data and public release from this Tucker situation is – It basically solidifies that there's not that much of a difference between Tucker Carlson on air and Tucker Carlson in real life. And to the extent that that is true, no matter who you are as a media figure, that is, I think, what people want more than anything. I think you crave, everyone out there listening right now, desperately authenticity because we live in an inauthentic age. And so you'll forgive Buck or me or anybody else in media if we sometimes get things wrong. What you won't forgive, and I don't blame you because I feel the same way, is if someone is publicly pretending to be one thing and privately they are another. That hypocrisy, that dichotomy, that difference between reality and public performance is what blows people up. And I have not seen any release or leak so far that does anything other than make
0: people who are Tucker fans think, oh, that's why I'm a fan of that. I'd guy. also just say radio as a medium, it's harder to, you know, we, Clay and I have both done all the other stuff out there, TV and everything. you know, still doing TV. Um, it's harder to hide for three hours a day on radio. I can't act. You, you can't do it. I it's couldn't just, do it. And this audience knows that. I mean, you all got to know Rush so well over so many years. And, and it's the same thing. When people come up to us who listen to the show every day, you know how we are. Because on radio, it's just, it's too much of a, of a trip through the mind of the person talking to you, or in our case, minds, uh, for three hours every day. You know, inflation has affected everything out there, and look, it's really stubborn right now. For gun owners, the cost of getting to the range and buying ammo and training, it's just gone way up. Thankfully, there's a more cost-efficient way to keep your skills sharp. It's called dry fire practice, and you can do it with the Mantis X, a device that attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You connect that to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. It's really cool to have the ability to monitor your progress this way. Nearly everyone, I'm talking everyone, of 94% of, of Mantis X users buy the stats, show improvement within 20 minutes of using this device, and it only really gets better from there. This product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
2: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: Welcome back to Clay Enbuck. We'll be joined by Raymond Arroyo in just a few minutes here. We're excited about that. And uh, he's going to be here with us in studio in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Um, And uh, we've got a a whole lot more to get to with you. I don't even know if we've mentioned yet that there's a possible false flag assassination attempt against Vladimir Putin that the Kremlin is saying came from Ukraine with a drone strike. There's actually video of it. And everyone's saying, hold on a second. Ukraine trying to fly a drone to a set So the chance of that working and Ukraine having the capability to pull that off is effectively zero. But the Russians do have a long and established history of false flag operations to justify massive military, um, well, crackdown slash, uh, acceleration. Uh, but we got a bunch of calls too. and in Kentucky wants to weigh in on the Tucker situation. and what's going on?
5: Hi there. Just glad to call and say me and my friends are sick and tired of Fox cutting out Tucker Carlson. And we've decided to boycott it. And uh, Tucker was the very best they had. He was always upbeat, laughing, silly laugh. And he was always telling us things and discussing things that we hadn't heard all day long on every other show on Fox. That's what made him special. He was
0: the very best. And we appreciate you calling and sharing that with us. Uh, I just say, you know, one way you can always gauge, uh, Clay, the effectiveness of a conservative personality is who does the left hate the most and target the most? In politics, it's Donald Trump. In media for the last few years on the right, um, you know, Tucker was at the very top of the list of who the left-wing attack brigades were going after.
2: I don't think there's any doubt that Tucker was aggressively attacked. I would say more than anybody else in media. Period. And um, but that attack also creates a lot of uh, a lot of loyalty from his fan base, which is why on Monday when this news broke, I said I think Tucker's got an incredible opportunity here. With a lot of different uh, different directions he can go with his career, and I think he's going to be pretty successful no matter where he ends up going forward. So we'll have to see. And Anne obviously will be following him wherever he goes. Uh, My Pillows extended their massive closeout sale on the popular My Slippers product into May. You can get a twenty-five dollar price on a pair of those incredibly comfortable slippers right now. May go down in history, second most popular product in company history. Look, you can get them right now. For just 25 bucks regular price 149 98 now you're limited to just 10 pairs at checkout my wife has already gone i know raymond arroyo here in studio with us but he's disappointed he wanted to buy 20 my wife has already gone and bought 10 pairs you can go and get your own at mypillow.com click on the radio listener square you can grab a pair of these all season slippers for $25 or $10 for $250. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800 792 3269. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the, the front, front
0: lines, lines of, of truth. truth.
2: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are here in the Nashville studio and we are joined now by. Raymond Arroyo, uh, let me just mention this as we bring in Raymond, House Oversight Committee says an FBI whistleblower has provided evidence that Joe Biden as vice president was accepting payouts from foreign nationals in exchange for policy decisions. That coming down from the House Oversight Committee in the last 15 minutes, we'll see where exactly it goes, but I just want to let everybody that know that that's going on. Raymond, you are in town here in Nashville where Buck and I are doing the show. And I was just flipping through. This is really cool. You have written a kid's book and it's called The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. And it's about struggles. And when Edison was a young kid, yeah. um, It's really a cool story.
7: Well, it's a story I didn't know anything about. I stumbled across a quote from Edison in one of these big doorstop biographies we never read. And in the back it says, My mother was the making of me. If not for her devotion and faith in me at a certain time, I would never have become an inventor. Edison said that to multiple interviewers at the end of his life. And I thought, wait a minute, who is this mother and why haven't I ever heard of her? Well, when I started digging, I realized Edison at eight years old was thrown out of school the schoolmaster said he's an idiot and can't be taught his father said he was a dunce because he was a very withdrawn child probably had adhd we know he was deaf by twelve but his mother had belief in him saw the curiosity took him home and homeschooled him i frankly don't know why edison today isn't the patron saint of homeschooling because look at what this guy created that was the end of his formal schooling with his mother And she allowed him to do something we should remember with our own kids and that I discovered through writing this book. A child learns with their eyes and their head, yes, but most importantly, with their hands and their feet. Edison learned both ways. He absorbed the theory of electricity and the science of the time. Then he tinkered and he played and he pulled and he changed and he played with the, the challenges before him. And he often said, giving up is the worst weakness in American life giving up he never gave up and that's why he was al- allowed and uh, able to create the phonograph and the microphones we're talking on uh, the 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 telegraph receptors in alkaline batteries things we take for granted the first motion picture camera all of this was thomas alva edison and i call this a turnabout tale it's the first book in this series because we all face obstacles we all face these huge challenges and in the case of Edison, and in our lives, the obstacle is not the end of your journey. It's the portal to your future and your destiny if you make the right decision in it. And he and his mother made the right decision when he was thrown out of school at eight.
0: The book is The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. Raymond Arroyo, the author, he's with us here now in studio. You were just mentioning um, off-mic we off yeah. before, a betrayal. Be careful before. of off-mic <laughs> now. Yeah, but but you, were just, you were mentioning before how cool it is to go and see some of the great... Edison historic locations. Yeah, I, mean, I always think it's fun for her. so I, I like to nerd out with that stuff. I now I know I'm going to have negotiations with my my wife going forward <laughs> about because I want I'm like let's go to Malta. She's like why do you want to go to Malta? I'm like because I want to see the siege fortifications right. obviously, but yeah. you know also good food and pretty stuff. <laughs> but it sounds like this is a thing. I mean, this is obviously a book you're gearing toward younger younger readers and parents can get family reads Fa- family family reads, reads. right. But but also family visits. What are some of the, the great locations? Because I feel, well, like you mentioned the, the being able to feel the stuff. Yeah. To see and touch and feel some of what Edison's life was uh, would be really interesting.
7: Well, Buck, as a writer, nothing fills you more and puts you in the moment than going to those places. So I went to all of the, and by the way, there's the retirement home or the summer home of Edison that Henry Ford and he shared in Fort Myers, which is really cool. And they have a chemistry lab, the private. I, which I you took saw. my kids there. Yeah,
2: I, I took my kids. We were just in Fort Myers last week. It is uh, the winter home of Edison, right. the, the the vegetation, you know, he, he planted, Incredible. you know, these these trees from all over the world. And the labs are there. It's a really cool thing if you're down in the South Florida area and you're looking for something a little bit educational that your kids would also enjoy. It's pretty fantastic. And
7: the West Orange facility, the Edison Labs there, this is the lab he built. And that's where light bulbs were produced. He refined the phonograph there. He recorded hundreds of artists on the second floor for his own record label. By the way, we're here in Music City. The guy who created music, recorded music, is Edison. He had his first record label. Hundreds of artists and orchestras went up there. Here's the cool thing. You can't see it. It's not on display, but I've seen it at other places. He attached a piece of wood to the bottom of the phonograph, and he would bite down on that piece of wood because he was deaf. That's how he heard the music that was recorded. You can see, though, that music room with the big horn that he listened to music on there. It is untouched since 1931 when he died. So to walk through that is really to touch American innovation, American know-how, American stick-to-itiveness. And that's what the story of the Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison touches for me. But when I talk to kids, so many kids with ADHD or learning difficulties, they say, well, I can't do this, or "I, I, I don't learn the way my friends do. Neither did Edison. And he was the greatest innovator of the time. And that's all I want kids to take away. If they just take that, and if parents realize you have a huge responsibility to nurture the light within that child, that's what Nancy Edison did. And we're still Basking in the glow of what Edison gave us. In fact, right now, L- literally, 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 yes, basking yeah, in, in and the, communicating in the globe. The, via the microphone he created.
0: Now, I have to ask. I know this isn't. I would. I would assume in the, in the scope of of the book. But how do you break down? Because you've done all this research into Edison. And
7: by the way, the you're not going to bring up Tesla, the, are you, Buck? You know I'm going to Tesla right <laughs> you now. You and everybody else. Bring team up Tesla. Tesla
0: versus Team Edison. Okay. AC DC. You know the experiments and all the stuff. You seem very—I don't know, man. It's just like Alabama, Auburn. Yeah. No, it's yeah. very- a Bucks
2: point. When I tweeted that I was at the Fort uh Fort Myers
7: Edison place, and I think I put up a picture of all it, the Tesla people. The Tesla, Tesla, the people Tesla, people Tesla people. also jumped no. in the comments. Yeah, the Tesla Well, right. right. I'm going to set. Let me set the record straight. Yes. First of all, I'm dealing with young yeah, Thomas know, Alva Edison. Yeah. Tesla yeah. wasn't even born when this happened. Okay, but. This is an important lesson here that young people and families can gather. However, let me settle. Now, some of you Tesla people are going to get upset with me, but look, Musk already gave Tesla his due, okay? Yes. Tesla was hired by Thomas Alva Edison, who we should say long before Tesla came around or anybody even knew who the hell Tesla was, Thomas Alva Edison was an international name. He had an office. He was so big, he had an office in Paris that was developing an electrical grid, and he hired an engineer by the name of Tesla to come work for him. He paid Tesla to refine the dynamo, which he did. And Tesla said he didn't pay me as much as I was entitled to. Well, I might think my employer's not paying me enough either. Join the club. Yeah, but you're an employee. You're putting your work in. And so Tesla went off in a huff. He banded together with Westinghouse, George Westinghouse, and together they challenged Thomas Edison's direct current as opposed to alternating current. Well, he won. Tesla won the war. The current war was won by Tesla. But George Westinghouse put the screws to Tesla, so go throw nasty comments at Westinghouse. (laughs) Edison was a guy who hired Tesla, and yes... Edison at times could pirate technology and refine it and then patent it himself. There's no talking that away. But I'm sorry. Tesla did not give Edison every invention that he has known is kind for. This like, today. this kind
0: of mirrors for me a little bit. Some of our callers with the Trump DeSantis thing of like, oh, where yeah. would he be without
7: right. Trump's endorsement? And you
0: know, so Edison Tesla feels like that a little bit.
7: Well, people like these teams, you know, whether it's Twilight or a football game, they somehow, everybody's got to choose a team. Take the good from both of the men. They were both incredible inventors. But Edison, the, the, the lasting nature of what Edison created is really unmatched. So incredible. Sounds like a fantastic book. I think you're doing signings, right? I am. I'm doing signings. In fact, I'm at the Barnes and Noble Cool Springs on Saturday morning in Nashville, in Brentwood. Yeah. Uh, near you. Yeah. Uh, right. At 11 a.m. on Saturday, I hope people will come out. I'll be signing and talking and please, we're only going to have a, a very limited Tesla mud wrestling match. <laughs> I was going to say, the, and the Tesla
0: stands are <laughs> going to show small. Up with their Tesla T-shirts and their electric vehicles.
2: And, you know, 11 a.m. Central here in Brentwood If you uh, on
7: Saturday if you're in this area. Cool Springs, BNN. And by the way, you know who created the first electric car ever devised? I would assume it would our, be our buddy Edison. Thomas Edison. He was friends with, with Henry Ford. He said, I can do an electric version of this. He did it. Henry Ford said, it's too much to replicate these batteries. No, we're not going to do it. And canned killed the electric car. That's how far reaching this guy was. And he was a tinkerer. He wasn't even a learned guy. He was a workman, a craftsman, and, um, and, and deliberate about yeah.
0: creation. It's like the Leonardo da Vinci of West Orange, New Jersey. You got it. The there wizard of Menlo Park. All righty. You know, friends, when it comes to finding the right Mother's Day gift, there's all kinds of ways you can go. The important thing is that the gift you choose comes with some thought behind it. Let's face it, anyone can hop online and just get flowers or something like that, right? But you want something that shows a little bit of extra thought and something that's going to last for a long time. We're encouraging you to do something sentimental this Mother's Day. Get in touch with our friends at Legacy Box. This is the Tennessee-based company that digitally preserves family memories so they last forever. Home videos shot on old-school camcorders, Super 8 film, old photos and slides, even old audio cassette tapes can be digitally transferred. That way, you can always see, here and share them with family just with the touch of a button on your phone. Who will enjoy revisiting all those memories more than Mom, by the way? You know Mom's going to love it. Sign up with Legacy Box today. Have them send you one of their specially made shipping boxes. You and mom fill it with the videotapes and photos you want saved forever. You ship it to Legacy Boxes, team of specially trained technicians who treat your memories as if they were their own. In several weeks, you get your stuff back along with the digital files, and they communicate with you every step of the process so you know just how it's going. Go now. Check it out. Go to LegacyBox.com buck for their best Mother's Day sale ever, 60% off their regular prices. Legacybox.com slash buck is the website. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Trust me on this one. And it's 60% off.
2: Download and use the new Clay and Buck App. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day.
0: Call
2: 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD.
3: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed.
0: We are closing up shop here today on the Clay and Buck Show. If you missed any part of us, please go uh, check out the podcast of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on the iHeart app—best place to go for it. Uh, but you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, the iHeart app totally free—you can listen there, and highly recommend you do. Um, we had uh, we had a, a few things that we touched on today that I'm sure we're going to return to tomorrow. Um, And and I think it's interesting, you know, the uh, (laughs) the bank and uh, economic situation right now is something we're going to focus in on a little bit more because it is getting rough out there. Clay mentioned that the Fed has raised uh, interest rates again today. Here is the former FDIC chair, Sheila Bayer, who is saying, look, they can't keep doing this. And so given that reality it feels like they better hope inflation starts coming down a whole lot more or else what do we do next play a 15 here
1: i do think they're going too fast i'm a hawk on inflation they can only go so fast you know it was 14 years mostly uh near zero interest rates significant inflation you can't reverse that overnight and it's better to hold a steady course and hit pause assess and keep ratcheting up these interest rate increases yeah you're right i think i have no doubt that they have raised by 25 basis points but at least maybe they can signal that now they will be hitting pause i i hope they do because the pace uh that they're doing this is unsustainable and i fear later on they're gonna have to start lowering rates which is is not going to be a, a good
0: thing either so you know, raising them is a problem, lowering them you know the the real problem, Clay, as we've discussed, is spending too much money. Um, that's really the the root of all of this, of the bad decision making, is the federal government deciding to spend more money than it should on things in some cases it shouldn't be spending any money on. But also overall this has effects on the banking system. We played South Park uh earlier in the week with the macho man Randy Savage and the whole issue of women one of
2: the great yeah, South Park clips in, of all time. In,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm not here to talk about my transition. <laughs> anyway, um, one, of the, one of the great South Park Romans. Here's another South Park throwback. Uh, this is from 2009 when Stan goes into a bank and deposits money and realizes, wait a second, you mean the money is not actually there after I deposit play 11?
2: How can I help you, young man? I got a $100 check from my
6: grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years.
2: Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your
0: account. It didn't do too well. It's gone.
2: What do you mean? I I have a $100.
0: Not anymore, you don't. Poof. I mean, that's, you know, when you're looking at people that are concerned about what happens if you have bank failures, Clay, well, it's either proof it's gone or the federal government says, well, we're just going to put money back into those accounts. You start to realize money is a perception in many ways. Money is computers and numbers on screens.
2: Ninety percent of money, United States dollars, doesn't physically exist. That blows some people's minds, but to your point on it's moving across computer screens, only 10% of the dollars that exist in the world are physically incarnate in the dollars, which is, which is wild to think about. And I just, I'm going to keep hammering this because I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about it. The commercial real estate market is in trouble and so many people out there right now. I hope that this is the end of the Fed's raise. I'm not certain that it is because really this is all determined on whether inflation's going to come back down. But it's not only that we've gotten now up to roughly 5 and a quarter point raise, the 40-year high for the rapidity with which we have raised so many of you out there listening to us right now have mortgages which are way below what the mortgage rate would be now. And you're saying, hey, maybe you got a new kid. Maybe you'd like to move into a different school district. Maybe you want to move closer to where you're working. But a lot of you right now are saying, hey, I'm at 3.5%. Why would I move and take on a 6.5% mortgage? I think the degree to which so many people are locked in is an issue. And then on the financing level, I can just tell you, a lot of this commercial real estate, when they papered it two years ago, it was based on there being access to two and three percent interest rates, and now you're talking about six and seven percent. And a lot of those deals don't work on the paper when you get to six or seven. So I think there's still a lot of pain coming, Buck. And I'll be very surprised, frankly. We were talking earlier about Joe Biden and the dangers of his re-election and the challenges there. I'll be very surprised if we're not officially in a recession at some point in the next year even them having to acknowledge that we're in a recession. And
0: we all know what they'll do. They'll blame Donald Trump for somehow, it somehow, of course. because even They'll say it's his fault. Yeah. And so Trump can't solve it by being president because Trump caused the recession in the 3rd year of the Biden presidency somehow. I I know the shamelessness when you hear it in advance sounds impossible, but we are dealing with Democrats after all. So is there really such a thing as shame? Team, thanks for rolling with us today. Really appreciate you uh, giving us your time, as always. Uh, Clay and I, if you, if you see a couple of guys with guitars out on Broadway here in Nashville, passing the hat, singing some tunes, well, it's not us, but we may be there. <laughs> we may be there saying hi to everybody. So come over and say what's up. And uh, thanks for hanging with us, as always. And tomorrow we got Kaylee McEnany on, friend of ours. That's going to be great. She's got a new book out. And it's going to be a very strong show, Clay. That much I can predict. No doubt.
2: Release the manifesto. Put the pressure on.
1: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
0: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael